duality and non-duality. Both are part of our existence. When we're in our body, when we're present in the world, we're in duality. That means we are different from other individuals and we are also different from God and from the world. That's duality, difference, individuality. But when we go into samadhi, when we reach the pinnacle of meditation, we enter non-duality. In non-duality, there is no difference. There is no individuality. There is no body, no world, no God. There is only the self. The self is all. But we cannot live in non-duality as long as we still have a body. We have to come back. We have to come out of samadhi, back into duality. And that means in this world, whenever we are present here, we are not God. <laughs> we are only a servant of God. And we can never be anything else until we go into samadhi. Then there is no God. There is no world. There is no individual self. There is only the all, the one. And we are that when we're in samadhi. That's non-duality. So the way to unmask a false teacher is to ask a question on this subject, because this is the topmost thing. This is the end of all knowledge. That, for example, why did Shankaracharya, the great originator and writer of the non-dual philosophy, Vedanta, why did he also write devotional works, praising Govinda, for example? And there are many other examples of great saintly people who were certainly realized in Advaita, but they also had a strong devotional side, such as Ramana Maharshi and many others. Why did they cultivate devotion? Well, the reason is what I just described to you. When we are in this world, we're in duality and we have to act as if we're in duality. So that means we become a bhakta, a worshiper of God a servant of God and a servant of all. When we're in meditation, we're out of this world, out of the body, out of duality, in non-duality. And then we are the all, the self, Brahman, the everything that is. I want to point out something <laughs> that one of my friends and students calls the elephant in the room. <laughs> that someone who has actually transcended has transcended even transcendence. What does that mean? That means 
He's not hung up on non-duality. He's not clinging to oneness. He's not making his realization another rigid position or false ego or an identity projection. He is comfortable with shifting back and forth from duality to non-duality and back again. He's not afraid of non-duality. He's comfortable. He's effortless. He's fearless. Nothing can shake him because he knows who he is in all the realms. The human realm, the realm of the gods, the Brahma realm of oneness, Shiva Loka, Vishnu Loka, even the hellish planets are not a source of fear or discomfort or avoidance or clinging. Either way, positive or negative clinging. He is simply <laughs> at home everywhere and knows how to act everywhere to feel safe, comfortable, and bring about positive changes in his environment because he knows the real truth. And this can't be stated, but we can talk around it. And basically it's about <laughs> transcending even transcendence. This is the highest platform. This is where we see Ramana Maharshi, for example, and other great sages who actually realized not just theory, but in practice that they are the self, they are the one, they are the all. Huh? So <laughs> if you're one with the all, wherever you are, you're comfortable with that. You're in love with that. You see the beauty of it. You see that it has to be the way it is because that's the way it is. And what it is, is what it is. So it's very Zen, you know. Uh, but we're talking now in the Vedic context. So we're using positivist language. And what we're saying is if you realize the self of all, then you are in love with all. It doesn't matter where you are, and it doesn't matter who you're with. You accept and love completely, effortlessly, huh? without consideration, because you already understand. You are already the self of yourself and everyone's self. <laughs> So there's no question of resistance, no question of holding back your love or being judgmental or being afraid, but simply an abiding comfort and a warm love consciousness to whoever you're with, wherever you are, in whatever situation, 
And we see this. This is the the dominant characteristic of great bodhisattvas like the Buddha and other self-realized sages. I mentioned Ramana, and there are many others, but not in the recent history, only in the past. So we may have to wait, you know, a long time to see a person like that who has transcended transcendence. The most confidential of all secrets was summarized and spoken by Shiva. That which is spoken of as self is non-self only. The mind which speaks thus is also non-self. The world, too, is non-self. Be certain that there is no non-self. By rendering naught all forms of thought, by forsaking all form, and with the knowledge that Brahman alone is, be certain that there is no non-self. By the non-cognition of the mind, there is nothing to be thought of. By the non-cognition of the body, aging is not. With the knowledge that Brahman alone is, be certain that there is no non-self. By non-thinking of the feet, there is no motion. By non-thinking of the hands, there is no action. With the knowledge that Brahman alone is, be certain that there is no non-self. In the absence of Brahma, there is no world. By the absence of that world, there is no Hari. With the knowledge that Brahman alone is, be certain that there is no non-self. In the absence of aging, death is void. 
worldly and Vedic matters are naught. With the knowledge that Brahman alone is, be certain that there is no non-self. Righteousness, purity, truth, and fear are non-existent. With the knowledge that Brahman alone is, be certain that there is no non-self. There is no pronunciation of syllables. My consciousness is imperishable. With the knowledge that Brahman alone is, be certain that there is no non-self. The Guru does not exist, nor does the disciple. I alone am the Supreme Brahman. I alone am transcendental happiness. I alone am. I alone am myself. Brahman alone am I. I am consciousness alone, of the nature of divine knowledge. I am devoid of all letters of expression. Brahman alone am I. I am devoid of any meaning. This is divested of any meaning. I am free from all kinds of misfortunes. Brahman alone am I. I am ever pure, enlightened, eternal, and completely taintless. I am the form of transcendental bliss. Brahman alone am I.
I am ever the nature of perfection. I am being consciousness bliss. I am the form of non-duality only. Brahman alone am I. I am of indefinable form. I am devoid of beginning or end. I am not of the nature of created matter. Brahman alone am I. Devoid of self-will, divested of all nescience, I am everything, I am that alone, Brahman alone am I. Void of all names, I am without all forms, I lack all attachments, Brahman alone am I. I am the creator of all speech. Transcending the pinnacle of the Vedas, Vedanta. I am the end of all measures of time. Brahman alone am I. of all forms. I am the bliss at the end of all names. I am the end of all the eons of time. Brahman.